personal brand is first, and that's going to allow you to translate everything you do over to the company that you work for, whether it's your own or it's somebody else's. If your personal brand shines through, that gives somebody something to grab hold of, and then they can take it from there and you can continue to bring value to their world. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I have my most amazing guest, Jason. Jason, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Michelle. It's great to be here with you and all your great listeners. Looking forward to a fun conversation. Awesome. It is going to be. So let everybody know who you are and what you love to do. Uh, my name is Jason Sircone. I am a personal brand architect. I work with folks in regards to building personal brand through podcasting, whether that's starting your own show or being a guest on other people's established podcasts. There is so much available on the podcast platform for you if you treat the platform with respect and you approach it the right way. And whether you look to be a great host who connects with, with people in your space or you just look to collaborate with other podcasters, you can really make a significant impact and take your personal brand to the next level if you do this the right way. And I put a lot of pride in helping people do just that. Nice. Love it. So we will get into defining what personal brand is as opposed to something else that's out there and a few other things that you've mentioned. But before we get into that, how did you get into all of this? How did you get into personal branding through podcasts? That seems pretty specific. <laughs> yeah, I started podcasting back in 2015 and I've done a lot of different shows in a lot of different areas. And as I've matured in the space and really gotten comfortable with my own voice and helping others find theirs, what I realized was the podcast platform is the greatest digital networking platform on the planet. You can right. accomplish so much in this space and meet so many great people. And from there, I realized that you're doing that by storytelling and storytelling is at the core of personal brand. If you are telling people who you are, what you do, and why you're the person that's going to help them find the transformation that they seek. That's you putting your personal brand center stage. And we can do that so powerfully through the podcast platform that for me, it makes complete sense to help people realize that this platform is only going to grow over time. There's more people that are getting into this. There are more listeners that are flocking into learn and to be entertained through podcasts and they want to make genuine connections. So if you're on the other end, providing that value for someone, there's a very good chance that they're going to follow you and give you an opportunity to continue to bring value to their life. And if you're putting personal brand center stage in a way that people can resonate, sky is the limit. And you really have an opportunity to take your personal brand to heights that you never imagined and I felt that putting my focus in this area was important because a lot of people drop the ball in this area and they're looking at podcasts more on a transactional setting that they're going to show up and talk and be done. And I'm just going to sell, 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 and that's going to solve the puzzle. 
and it rarely does. <laughs> you have hit on so many aspects now. Now, now I'm going to have to start writing notes because I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember <laughs> everything. So give us the semantics on what do you define as personal brand and as opposed to what? Well, your personal brand, like I said, it's really defining who you are, what you do, and how you can help someone reach the transformation that they seek. And there is so much value in that, that it would translate to building your company brand as well. To me, when I look at brand, it, it's what puts the butts in the seat. It's, it's what people, it brings people in the door. It's going to let people know who you are again. Like I said, I keep leaning back on that, but it's going to give them that first element of trust. And we know that you have to trust someone before you do business with them. And podcasts give you that great stage to grow your know, like, and trust factor and to showcase your expertise so you can be that resource that somebody needs. These are all elements that tie back to your personal brand. So for me, when, when, I, when I look at this, there is so much to accomplish, as I said before, but you have to be in the mindset of personal brand is first, and that's going to allow you to translate everything you do over to the company that you work for, whether it's your own or it's somebody else's. If your personal brand shines through, that gives somebody something to grab hold of, and then they can take it from there and you can continue to bring value to their world. Nice. Love it. So even if somebody runs, say, a retail outlet or something like that, their personal brand is kind of their personality, who they are, you know, that likability and that trust factor that people are going to then um, kind of, <laughs> I don't know what the word is, to then bring on to the, I'm, I'm picturing something like uh, Spider-Man spider <laughs> that's going to encase the company or the business. Um, having a hard time figuring out what that word is. That, so even if it's not necessarily just coaches, authors, like people who are their entity, they are their own business, it's, it's that um, essence of who somebody is and how that translates into the culture of the company. So I'm assuming it's either going to be a, um, an influencer that has a company or several companies that they run, but they represent, or the CEO of the company that has the voice and the clarity of the company. So, and then that trickles down into kind of the, the corporate. Am I yeah. on track? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, with, with building your overall company, you're, you're, you're always looking to make human connections because at the end of the day, humans do business with humans. You know, you may identify McDonald's as McDonald's, but when you go to get your Big Mac, you're getting that Big Mac from a human being. So the conversation that ensues after the window is all about that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, so thinking about it on that level, yes, you, you want to have this endearing personality. You want to make sure that people know who they're dealing with. And then that's going to then translate to your overall brand. And at the end of the day, like I said, people are doing business with humans. They're going to look for that real human interaction. And I can tell you in today's world, Stories and people, that's what's getting over with the audience because people love to hear those great stories of how a brand became what it is and then ultimately how it can help them be who they want to be. Why should I align myself with this brand? How are you going to bring transformation to my world? 
And when you can position yourself in a way to let people know this is how I'm going to do it, you're going to be in a good spot. And the podcast platform is a great place to tell that story. Awesome. So before we get into how to tell the story and what the aspects are and all that kind of fun jazz, because you know, some people hear a story and they're like, oh, I got to make shit up and <laughs> really get the whole nuance of it. But before we get into that, when it comes to podcasting and, and um, people wanting to, when they go in, you mentioned that they have a transactional attitude towards it. Kind of, what are some of the things that contribute to not only that mistake, but some other mistakes that people are making when they think, oh, okay, I'm going to go and guest on podcasts and I can get some more client, build my market. I think a lot of it comes down to lack of preparation. For podcast guesting to truly work, you need to find shows that align with your mission, with your message, and with your overall brand objectives. If you're trying to get your message over on a podcast that isn't aligned with what you do, it's going to be incredibly difficult because that audience is not listening to that podcast for that specific message. So if you're in finance, for example, and you were to go on a fly fishing podcast, maybe some people listening would think, oh yeah, I've got to be smart with my money and invest in stock and blah, 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 blah. But for the most part, I would say 99.9% of those listeners have shown up to listen to content about fly fishing, not about financial advice and things like that. So your message is going to fall on deaf ears. So why waste your time? And a lot of people will use that spray and pray mentality with, I'm going to throw my name at as many podcasts out there, as long as they are within a hundred mile radius, I don't care. I'm going on that show. It doesn't matter what it's about because exposure is, is the name of the game, right? I've got to get my name out there in any way possible. No, because what happens with podcasts, if you go on shows that are unrelated to what you do, if people listen in and they say, wait a minute, this has nothing to do with why I tuned into this podcast, they delete it and they move on to the next podcast. So you have to be thinking on the level of finding the right podcast for your mission and your message. If you're doing that, that's going to put you in a good position to be connecting with the right people, not just in the audience, but with the creators of that show as well. As I said before, the podcast platform is the greatest digital networking tool we have. And if you go into your podcast thinking about building a relationship and not just thinking about making a sale, that's going to put you in a position to open up a lot of opportunities because those podcasters, they may know four or five other people who could they go, you need to go on these shows because I know you can make a big impact there. Or they may have four or five friends that need exactly what you're selling. And they can tell you, listen, I'm going to connect you with these folks because I know they need what you offer. If you come into it just thinking that you're going to sell, 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 you're going to turn off the creators of that podcast, and they're probably not going to want to share your, your information with anybody or even your episode. Your episode may never go live because they don't want to expose their audience to a sales pitch. So thinking on that level and really putting some thought into the podcasts that you reach out to, that's what's going to help your personal brand grow. If you're trying to go on every show under the sun, it's going to be a lot of work with little to no result. Absolutely. And you gave a great example because I would think that most people that are into fly fishing, they're like, okay, I'm done for the day. I just want to tune out. I don't want anything to do with business, let alone right. finance. That would be the worst of the worst. So when it comes to finding the ones that are a fit, 
kind of what kind of things are you looking for? Obviously, industry specific, like your your audience is business people. My audience is business people. Great, we fit. Is there anything more that people should look at when they're looking at um, becoming guests on shows? It's trying to keep it as industry specific or as passion specific as you possibly can is going to help you. And I think that you can you can get some crossover if you were to go slightly to the left or slightly to the right if you find a couple shows. Like, for example, I would say for a financial person, you don't want to just go on finance podcasts. Like that's one avenue to take, but you have to think about where your listeners are and where your target customer would be listening to podcasts at. So a person that's on the finance side that might be thinking about making some investments and things that you specialize in, they might be listening to a stock podcast. They might be listening to some entrepreneurial focused podcasts. So it really comes down to identifying who your target customer is and then taking that one step further and determining what type of podcasts they listen to. And when you can define that, then you can start reaching out to podcasts that cater to that type of listener. And therefore, you know, when you make your guest appearance, the message that you bring to the microphone is going to truly resonate because those listeners have a specific objective when they listen to that podcast. So to take it a step further beyond that, that's incredibly important, but you also want to look at the podcast for what type of description are they putting out there? Is it uh, are, are there misspellings in their show description? Does their art or cover art look like it was put together in Microsoft clip art? Or did they actually put some TLC behind it with either a professional designing it or even doing something that looks aesthetically appealing? These are all things that because people look at these as they're look at these items when they're looking at podcasts, if they aren't adequately supplying the information people are looking for, it's easy for someone to scroll right past that podcast. So the research process that I typically put in place is looking at the title of the show. I look at their content to make sure they're still producing content because if they're not producing content, they really can't help you in regards to a guest appearance. Make sure things are aesthetically pleasing or aesthetically pleasing. Look at their presence outside of their podcast. Like if they have a website, are they on social media? How are they promoting their content? because that's all information you're going to need because this will be how you're treated when your show goes live. I look at ratings and reviews as well, just to get an idea of what the audience is saying about the show. And if I can check off all those boxes and feel comfortable with everything I'm seeing, that's when I would make the next step to reach out and see if they would like to collaborate on an episode. So there's a lot of layers to look at. And if you can dig a little deeper, you're going to find shows that will truly serve you and your brand. And the best part about it the content most likely is evergreen. So once that content is created, it's out there. As long as those podcasters aren't taking it down, that's going to serve you for months, even years down the road. That was awesome. So when it comes to kind of the specificity of a show, um, can you think of one that was the most entertaining, um, like one that's like super niche specific and you're like, wow, that is super niche specific podcast that I've been on or just a podcast well, in general heard worked with otherwise gosh there's, there, there's so many out there that you can choose from I would think you know from if you really want to get super geeky 
I've, I've stumbled across a couple pro wrestling podcasts that are just off the wall crazy, but they are very specific and they're speaking to a very specific audience. Like they know who their loyal fan base is. So they are catering to them. And I, I don't watch that stuff like I used to. So it's not exactly the content that I'm gravitating towards, but I have just through general search come across some things that just I've listened into a couple just to see, and you can tell like they've really, they, they've really zeroed in and they know exactly who their listener is. And that's a big part of creating a podcast is identifying that one listener and then creating content for that one listener. And then as you do that consistently, more just like that listener are going to funnel in and take a listen to what you're doing. So yeah, I was, I mean, that's the great thing about podcasting is there is something out there for everyone in every space. I think, I don't know if this thing still exists. There was a podcast where someone was just reading the dictionary at one point. Each episode was them just reading from the dictionary verbatim. I'm like, that actually wow. sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm such a, I, I don't know what the word is. I'm a wordophile. Um, I love that. <laughs> I am the kind of crazy person. Well, and, and to me too, the podcasts are the one thing that you can do while you're doing something else. And it's, you're not really actively listening. You're kind of one ear there Passive. and kind of something hits you like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's Which allows great... for subliminal vocabulary yeah. to kick in. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about podcasts. And this is why it's such a powerful medium is because of its passive nature. You can listen to right. podcasts while you're at the gym in the car on public transit on a walk. It's hard to do that with blogs and with videos that not saying those aren't valuable pieces of content, but podcasts have gained so much popularity because you can take them with you and from the creator side and from the guest side, you're in somebody's ear for an extended period of time. Not a lot of other places in the world that you get that type of opportunity because we're living in a TikTok, Instagram, real type of world where things are super quick. You better give me content in a few seconds or I'm going to scroll right past you. So right. you can establish I find it a presence. super impressive Sorry that that these guys have a podcast on wrestling, which seems like a very visual media. <laughs> like you can yeah. describe soccer, you can describe hockey, you can describe <laughs> football, but to describe wrestling, it seems to me, yeah. or to even talk about it, it seems to be a very, um, like you got to have a special kind of ability no, to be able to tell a story on that one. There's a lesson to be learned for all of us, though, because the tighter you can get your niche, the better it's going to be for your overall audience growth, because you're just going to attract more and more people just like you want to attract. They're going to turn around and recommend you to others. And that's how the exponential growth starts to kick in. It's hard to do that when you have a very broad format or you don't have a targeted focus on your content. Absolutely. So let's get into the art of storytelling, because I think it's a, a fascinating aspect of kind of human culture that we all are drawn to it, but not all of us have the capacity to be able to. Well, we, you know, we, we don't study it and or we don't have the capacity to tell a story. So um, talk to me about how you teach somebody to tell a story or what you're looking for. Well, I think in the podcast space, we are it's such a natural storytelling environment that sometimes you'll start telling a story without even really thinking about it. And as you're talking and, and having this conversation, something may hit you and go, oh yeah, this happened. And now I can tell that story. So having the ability to do that 
not just in the podcast space, but overall is going to make you a more compelling person. And people are going to look for people that are going to compel them, that are going to engage them. And in order to do that, you have to be comfortable with who you are. And in order to do this from a brand perspective and really bring your brand story to life, you need to be authentic. You need to dig as deep as you can into the evolution of your brand to use a terrible pun. That's the name of my podcast, but <laughs> that's really what it's all about is in, in that evolution, a lot has taken place and you have to be willing to tell the story as authentically as you possibly can, because that resonates with people. And when you're listening to somebody tell a story, I'm sure, Michelle, you've been in this situation before. You're listening to somebody tell a story. You can tell they're full of shit. They're not actually telling something that's truthful. Whereas I can tell, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I can tell, I'll tell this story. What the hell? It's a good one. Back when me and my friends were, we were 19 years old. We were camping. We were out in the woods. Me and two of my buddies were sitting around the fire around 3.30 in the morning. And we we're just drinking and having a good time. And all of a sudden we hear this rustling in the weeds. We're like, oh my gosh, what's this? We look over and a raccoon comes waddling out of the weeds, comes over, looks at us, lifts up the cooler to our, or the lid to our cooler, reaches in, scoops out a beer, puts the lid down, waddles back into the woods. We're all looking at each other. Like, have we been drinking too long? Did this just happen? <laughs> Is there something in the beer? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that. <laughs> Right there. So we tell that story affectionately amongst our friends because we all, the two of us that were by the fire or the three of us by the fire. And then there was a fourth buddy. He was already sleeping, but he saw it like from 20 yards away. And all of us, he, he looked up and goes, anybody else just see that? So mainly the three of us have a pack that we tell this story to others. If they don't believe us, we can call the other for backup because it's such an off the wall story, but we've gotten so good at telling it over the years because we've told it so many times. And that right there is at the heart of telling your brand story. As you tell it, as you get more comfortable, as new chapters get added to that story, you will become this beacon of hope for people through that story because so many people can relate to it. They've shared those same experiences that built your story. They want to feel the transformation that you've felt because you've built this great story to tell. And at the end of the day, like we said before, humans are looking to be impacted and to do business with other humans. And if you have a story that resonates with someone that they can relate to, that's going to give you so many more opportunities to connect with them on deeper levels and bring them into your orbit, make them customers, make them brand advocates and really take things as far as you can possibly go in that relationship. And it all starts with having a great, valuable story that you can tell the world. Nice. And when, when somebody is kind of looking at telling their brand story, are they looking for that pivotal story of like why you got into business or how your clients transitioned from where they were before to where they are after? Or is it even to the extent of a lot of Chinese companies will create a a huge story around even a building and go, Oh yeah, the building was shaped so that the dragons coming down at night, <laughs> you know, like the fantastical stories about a mm -hmm. building. Whereas we just go, no, I like the design. I just built it. That <laughs> well, that's, I think it's a combination of all of those things. And that's, you know, like think of any great book. It's not like you resonate with 
every single word. Maybe you do. I mean, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I would think there's sometimes you read a book and you might have to plow through a chapter because it's just not hitting you like some of the content did. Brand story is the same way. Not every piece of content that you put in the world is going to be well-received. Some people may look at what you have to say and disagree completely. That's just the nature of business and that's the nature of life. And that's okay. I miss the days when it was okay to disagree so you could have a conversation about it and you could try to find some common ground. But now we are so dismissive and, and divided in all aspects of the world that the second somebody says something you don't like, the other person is just jumping in. And this is all the reasons you're wrong because you, I don't agree with you. So clearly you're wrong. And well, no, and this just is the vicious cycle that we live in. So you have this ability through your story to be authentic, as I said, but you have to understand it's not going to resonate with 100% of the world. Just no, no matter how hard you try, you'll never resonate with 100% of the audience all of the time. There may be times where you hit somebody and they, they love what you have to say, but the next day they may completely disagree and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, miss the times when it was okay to have those types of conversations. Hopefully we can get back to that someday. But if you're being authentic in your story, you can't be wrong. You can only bring that authenticity to the world and then let them decide if you're the type of person, you're the type of brand that they want to be associated with. And if they're not, that's okay. That's going to save you some time. They will move on to somebody they resonate with and you can spend your time focusing on the people that do resonate with you and your story. And that is how you grow over time. Nice. And well, and I would think too, that to some extent you want, you want to create that diversity because you don't really want everybody as your client. You want right. the people that want to be around you as your client so that you're excited about waking up in the morning and going, yeah, I get to go to work and I get to meet with so-and-so and this is going to be awesome. Like, yeah. That's the way I look at my day. So the more I can, <laughs> no offense, but repel those that <laughs> aren't attracted to me, you know, no. I just, they sell filter and I'm okay with that. That's okay too. Like, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to feel any offense there because you're just being yourself. <laughs> right. And again, that's, that could be somebody's cup of tea and it may not be the next person's cup of tea. That's okay. You can, you, you will survive and you will thrive. <laughs> awesome. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. I think for one, one of the great stories that I've had happen was, and I, this goes back to finding the right podcast to make guest appearances on. I was helping someone with this and my thought process is never on download numbers. numbers. It's never on audience size. It's about the content and it's about the people putting the content together. And I want to make sure that personalities are going to align too, because I'm looking for opportunities for someone to make a sale before the interview goes live. I want them to connect and build chemistry to the point to where the hosts and the producers of that podcast say, wow, this is really good. I, I, I want to know more. And that happened with one of my clients where I had got her on a podcast and as they were going through the conversation, the, the chemistry was there, but the host realized I need this too. This is something in my life that in my business, that's really going to help. And that happened before the, I mean, as soon as the show ended, they, they talked and they hammered out a deal. So again, do this right. And you could make money before your podcast interview even goes live because you're not coming into it. Just thinking you're going to show up to sell to the audience. You're coming in genuinely trying to build an authentic 
lucrative relationship with the producers of that show. And in reverse too, when you're hosting your own show, bringing on guests, not just treating them like a guest that you're going to get some content from, but you could actually build a relationship with because you never know where that could lead. So that, that happened. And it was a very, I was very proud moment for me. And again, shows what you can get when you respect this platform and do things right. Nice. Love that. And I think it's so important because when I started podcasting, it was looking for centers of influence, people who had audiences who, so to me, it wasn't necessarily, Hey, I'm going to sell you on my thing because nothing drives me nuts more. <laughs> Somebody comes on the show. It's like, when you do this and you do that. And I'm like, okay, we're not talking about me and I'm not buying your stuff. If I want to, I'll ask certainly, but um, don't come on the show thinking that that's going to be the end game here because I think there, there's a bigger game to play. And to me, it's, it is about being the best networking platform because I can be talking to somebody in London in the morning and somebody in Sydney in the afternoon and everywhere throughout the day. And when I go, Oh my God, Jason would be an awesome connection for you. Those are the kind of connections that I want to be able to make so that we're getting you to the sweet spot. If I happen to be interested, awesome. But um, I think a few there, there's, there seems to be this great um, divide of they're either there to do a transaction here. I'm here for your audience. Okay. Bye. And the ones that are trying to sell me and it's like, okay, yeah. there's, there's this huge chasm in between that mm-hmm. says, you know, there's a ton of people that I know. And what I love about podcasting is at the end of the show, inevitably it's like, okay, what else can I do to serve and support? We have this great conversation and I inevitably give like three or four referrals and connections after the show, which is fabulous and super fun. And people go, well, who, who do you want to meet now? <laughs> Get to go throw it out to the world and go, Hey, if you know anybody, let me know. Yeah. And that's, that's really how business is done. It, and, and life happens at the speed of relationships. I'm stealing that line from one of my guests on my podcast. Uh, Miss Leia yeah. Harris said that line and it's incredibly poignant and dead on because if you're expecting things to just happen overnight, it's not, it's just not going to be fun for you. So I know a lot of people come into the podcast game thinking they're going to grow this massive audience and they're, and and Spotify is going to throw Joe Rogan money at them in their first few episodes. And I don't want to play spoiler, but that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And I think everybody forgets that Joe also did, what did he do? Survivor. And then before that he was wrestling before that he was, well, he he was, he was a comedian. He that's, I I always talk about this timeline. I don't know it exactly, but I know he was a stand-up comedian. He did fear factor. He did news radio. He did UFC. I think he still does UFC to some extent. Then he had a podcast for like 10 years before they said here's he's had a pretty epic business (laughs) career (laughs) so that's the thing his timeline is 20 plus years to get to that payday which great for him i mean i mean clearly he's earned it but you have to think on that level of you know i'll I'll go back to the wrestling analogy from before i i sometimes i guess i think this isn't like huge in my life anymore but still something when i think about the main event talent back when i was a kid hulk hogan was the top guy but then there was the guy way down that started the show that it was just, he was just there. He made some money. He, he did a little bit to entertain the crowd to warm them up, but they were there to see Hulk Hogan. We're all at that lower level on the card when we first come into this. And as we get better, as people start to respond, as the audience starts to filter in and say, we want to see more of that person, that's when we start to move our way up. 
And then maybe someday we're going to be at the level of Hulk Hogan. So terrible wrestling analogy, but at the same time, it makes sense because as you come into this game, you have to realize that you're starting from the bottom and you're only going to move up as you get better at your craft, as you continue to put quality content into the world. And as more people resonate with that content, that's what's going to make them tell others that you need to listen to this show. You're going to learn a ton. It's entertaining as hell, whatever your motive is. And once you get those people in the door, now you can keep them in place by continuing to serve with value. That's going to speak volumes for your personal brand and for your podcasting efforts. And that's how you grow over time. But a lot of people come into this thinking that it's glitz, it's grandeur, and it's millions of people showing up just because you launched a show. Not the case. No. So <laughs> while you're growing, take advantage of all the other great factors that are involved networking being the biggest one and storytelling probably being one a and having that ability to bring your brand to the world in this capacity. It's a lot of fun too. I love doing this. Nice. Love it. So who is your ideal audience? Who do you love to serve and support? I love working with entrepreneurs and coaches mainly. I think that in, in that space, you know, there are a lot of things you can do for big brands with podcasting if you're doing things the right way. But I think that Having the platform for a coach and for an entrepreneur to connect with an audience and, and take those initial steps to building your personal brand and then cultivating it over time, podcasts give you that platform in a number of different ways. So if you're looking to start your own show and you have the, have the means and the ability to do so, mainly it's, it comes down to time. If you have the time to do everything that's involved, it can really be lucrative, but I spend a lot of time telling people to start with guesting and finding your voice by collaborating with other podcasters and helping them create great content. And as you do that, not only are you going to get better on the microphone, you're going to find your voice. You're going to hone that ability to tell your story. It may make you fall in love with podcasting even deeper to where you say, okay, I'm in this. I love everything about podcasting. It's time for me to start my own show as well. So if you start from that mindset, it's going to put you in a much better place to make all of this come together and all of your efforts are going to shine because you're getting better, because you're taking the time to really focus on the fundamentals that make you good at this. I love that. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? They can visit me on my website. That is jasoncircone.com slash business mindset. I have a special page for you to land on and you can check things out on my website from there. I got some freebies for you that you can pick up. And while you're there, please feel free to kick off your shoes, grab a beer from the fridge and take a look around because you never know what you might find. I've got a lot of workshops and classes and things that might make you realize how powerful building your personal brand through the podcast space truly is. Nice. Love that. So I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? 13 years old was when it all started for me. And it was completely by accident. I was a big sports card collector at the time in my, at that time in my life. I feel like it, it seems to be back at a peak to some degree. And there's always going to be that, I guess, underworld of card collectors, but it's see, I see, I'm seeing more of it now, probably because of the NFT movement, but nevertheless, it was a huge part of my life. And right down the street from my house was a card shop. And I used to go down and 
hang out with the guy that owned the shop and we'd always be talking about cards and sports and just he was a really nice guy. And he told me that he had a partner that he worked with for card shows that needed to get some additional help and they'd be willing to give me a table to put my cards on display to sell. And they get, they said, we'll sell you the table to discount. He just needs some additional help. So he doesn't have to be there 24 seven for this card show. I said, that sounds good to me. And I had never really thought about my collection as an asset like that. And then when I got in there and started doing, it, I'm like, Whoa, I'm onto something here. So I started selling my cards at school and I kept doing those shows for the probably the next two years while I was still into it. And then I was becoming a teenager and other things were taking over and card collecting became less of a priority, but that was where it all started. And not saying that I was even trying to be an entrepreneur, but I always look back at, on that and say, that's really where the sparks started. I, I learned how to manage inventory, how to make a profit, how to take that profit and then turn around and spend it on more inventory that I didn't need. But <laughs> there are a lot of important lessons in that experience that I still carry with me today. And it's, I've tried a lot of different things over the years and I think it all really clicked when I got into the podcasting world. I love it. I love it. Jason, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Well, Michelle, I'd like to thank you for having me on the show and for all the great listeners out there. Again, connect with me on my website. I would love to have a conversation with you about how you can grow your personal brand through the podcasting space. But for now, since you're fully entrenched in Michelle's show, take a second to jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review for the show. As a podcaster, I know how important these reviews are. This feedback lets us continue to improve upon these shows and they help us get discovered. So as a listener of this show, the least you can do to show Michelle how much you appreciate the great content she's putting together is to jump over and leave a review and let her know what you think. Oh, I thanks. That's awesome. You are welcome. Thanks again for your time. Peeps, this you. is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to scroll down, go to the notes, go to Jason's website. If you get lost, you can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog, search Jason or storytelling. You will find him. We love to connect with you. So be sure to share the show and we'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.